0: Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents' everywhere. And today it is uh, just Jenny and I in the studio together without a guest, (laughs) which we haven't done in such a long time. So we thought it would be fun just to talk to each other and address a new topic. And Jenny came up with the topic. What is it, Jenny?
1: It is seven fears that we both have had about homeschooling, but that's not the title of it, guys. That's just what we're talking about. Right.
0: And it might not be seven. It might be five. It it might be
1: five, six. Guess what? We're also sitting here without headphones on. And this is big stuff, you guys, because normally we hear if we're too loud or if we're not too loud. So we're just going to wing it today without headphones and we just feel so, dare I say the word naked? (laughs) It's so true. And- I, we really haven't recorded just you and I. So I say no. praise God. We love having guests,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: but praise God that we get to do this yes. again, because I
0: miss yeah. it. And we've had so many great guests. Yes. And then, you know, this is airing in the fall, but we recorded wow. two episodes a week in the summertime. And there were a couple of weeks when Jenny was gone. Yeah. It was only a couple of weeks, but it seems like a whole bunch of episodes. So it it's really been a does. long time since we really got to just talk to each yeah. other. So this is great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so here we are. Here oh. we are and we hope that um this helps you. Right. In some of your fears, but we're going to get personal. And it'll be
0: interesting Tina to hear your fears cuz Yeah, cuz we didn't talk about this ahead of time. We just no. made a list. So We have our list, that's all we know. So Jenny, what was one of your fears in getting started homeschooling or pro- in the process of it, whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, getting started homeschooling was a fear. Not so much. The idea was crystal clear. I knew that it was a calling. I knew this is what we were supposed to do. The fear for me, and you know me, and so you can testify <laughs> to why this was a fear. It was logistics. Hmm. It was do I actually know the homeschooling laws in Wisconsin and comprehend them? And that was one of the first books that I picked up when we made our choice to homeschool was the Wisconsin homeschool book that happened to be at the library. Just happened. Yeah. Isn't that something? (laughs) And so looking at that book, it seems simple. The cover seems really simple. Mm -hmm. But when you start to open that up and then you're talking about forms and this and that, I thought, oh, gosh.
0: Well, and it's it's a good book. It's about three hundred pages, though, of rather tiny type. (laughs) It really is, right? Mm -hmm. So I can imagine. I'm just picturing now that I know you so well, picturing how overwhelmed you must have felt. How did you get past that, though? Yeah, I just was kept reading and
1: highlighting, (laughs) and and did I I went actually? Wait, did you
0: highlight a library book?
1: Uh, no. Okay. So (laughs) what I did is because I got that red library book, I ended up purchasing it through the Wisconsin Parent. Wait, is that what it's called? The Wisconsin Parent Association or yeah. something like that? Yeah. So anyway, I ended up purchasing the book. I ended up pur- purchasing it and then just devoured it and knew that I had to study it more to really learn this, but it was over the top, right? But what I did feel confident in was that I owned something that I could refer to time and again to remind me that it's really going to be okay. Yeah. And I also went to, and you were probably part of this mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. uh, there were, it was, there was a meeting of some kind and there were other homeschoolers up there Mm -hmm. talking about everything. Right. right. And they assured me that it wasn't as hard. (laughs) And, you know, I was putting it all in little airtight compartments, like, oh gosh, I have to do this. And then I have to do that. And what does this word compulsory mean? And like, what are all (laughs) these things, all these terms? I can totally picture you. (laughs) So that's fear number one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and isn't that interesting? Because some of us do really well with reading the information, right? And that yeah. is, they did several editions of that book. Yes. Um, the main author was Larry Caseman. He, he's not passed away, he's alive. But so, Larry, yeah. if you're listening to this, God bless you for having written that book yeah. and worked so hard to pass the homeschool law with um, Marv Gunger and other people. Not Gunger? No, not Gunger. Marv somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting confused with Mark Gunger. <laughs> right. No, but it was Mar somebody. Yeah. Um anyway, so some of us do really well with reading and processing information that way, but I know about you that you're such a people person, yeah. right? So I'm sure that you needed that meeting, yes. right? And just to be able to talk to other people, more experienced people, yeah. and neither one is better or worse. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness that there's all kinds of opportunities like that.
1: What I wished I could have gotten my hands on mm-hmm. was your information that now you can find <laughs> on our website at www.homeschoolloft.com, And if you look under the resource tab, you guys, Tina has this all explained so well, and it, it just I mean, I refer to it with parents all the time. And every time I read it, I was like, where was this? Because I was so overwhelmed because it is overwhelming. Yeah. You're I mean, afraid you're going to get arrested and everything yeah, else.
0: You yeah, know? And again, that book is great, but there's, I mean, it's 300 pages, like yeah. I said. So trying to parse it down. But of course I didn't write those articles then because I was in the same yeah, place exactly, you were in, right? in the beginning of our homeschooling years. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know anything either, but, uh, which is why I
1: ended up writing them later on. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: Exactly. Just to try to summarize it in a way that someone doesn't have to get a whole book. Right. So, um, so you went to that meeting Mm -hmm. and that allayed a lot of your fears.
1: Yeah. I mean, hearing it, In simple, and not that the book wasn't simple. Mm -hmm. I think that just because it was a book and because it seemed they had the, you know, you can copy this form and, you know, just the word truancy and like all Mm -hmm. these big, scary words and then terms I really didn't know and, uh, you know, just the legalities of everything. But yeah, going to an event where this is what we were going to talk about Mm -hmm. and we just want to calm your your nerves. Look, we've been in this thing forever. Yes, those are the things that we need to talk about, the logistics, but listen. Here's the reality,
0: right. and yeah, that was really calming. Did you know anybody when you showed up at the meeting, like no. from church or nope, anything nobody. else? Nobody. So they were all strangers. Didn't know even one soul. Wow. And
1: I don't even know if I was there with Emily Polk because we began onto this thing. Shout out to Emily if hey, you're Emily. listening. <laughs> so we may have went to something like that together because we yeah. started this
0: journey together. Right. But I don't even know. So I could have just been me and mm-hmm. you know, do you remember, did you like reach out to anybody at the meeting? Cause that's a scary thing too, yeah. right? Oh, I'm gosh. here. I'm all by myself. I'm yeah. all these people are strangers and they all know what they're doing. And I'm really glad they gave me good information, yeah. but I can't ask for help. Yeah.
1: No, I think I did. Yeah. Because you're not shy, right, right. (laughs) And I was trying to just sink every single thing in. I was, because I was terrified. Yeah. I was so terrified that Mm -hmm. I was going to have the truancy officer knocking Mm -hmm. on the door. Right. And I don't even think those terms really would have came into my head. Yeah. You know, even though that book was good, it also brought up fears in me that I Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have thought of myself. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I had my notebook and I was writing everything down and I don't even know who I talked
0: to or. That was, but I'm yeah. sure I probably just, you know. But you still had to overcome the fear of, I'm going to go to this meeting. That was awful. Yes. Maybe without anybody, because yes. if Emily didn't go with you, right? Yep. And I still have to get brave to talk to somebody yes. or go to a table if they've got these tables around the room or whatever it might be. Yeah. That's scary yeah. to walk into. And,
1: and especially because so many people already knew each other. Yes. Because they were, all, you, you know, into that whole group. Yeah. You know, they were already, it was an established right. homeschooling thing. And so, um, yeah and I'm an extroverted person, but I would say there's still that fear, you know, just that awkwardness
0: when you go into a room and you don't know people. Mm -hmm. There's still Mm -hmm. that. That reminds me. So I was in GBOC is Green Bay Area Christian Homeschoolers. It's one of the local homeschool groups Mm -hmm. where we live. And I was in that group for a very long time. And at one point, um, I was on the board and a gal who was new to the area came up to the board and she said, you know what, I would like to volunteer at the kickoff to be the front door liaison to welcome people because she had remembered the previous year how scary it Uh was. Even though she was an experienced homeschooler, she was new To the area, Um, and I thought that was brilliant. That's so good. So I guess I'm kind of thinking about those of you listening who are a little bit more experienced. You run a group, you run a co-op. Think about the newbies who are going to be walking in for the very first time because they're not all as brave as Jenny and as extroverted as Jenny. And there's going to be a lot of people (laughs) who are really afraid to even be at the meeting. They won't show it necessarily, but they're they're petrified,
1: very much so. And so they don't ask the questions, right? Because they're sitting in the back. -hmm. Yeah, putting yourself. I've I've learned that even just recently with us is it always is so good to um, remember that time. For instance, when I was um, in nursing, we had to be the patient, and that's very good to be the patient Mm -hmm. because you remember how other people feel. Like this is real life, and these people have feelings and that fear feeling in homeschooling. First of all, everybody apart from that meeting you know, is kind of in the world and probably all had their kids in school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there was nobody else to talk to. So, you know, walking in there, but then even you, the thing is, is you don't even know what to ask. I think right. that's the thing. You don't even know the terms to ask. Yeah, it, It's just so the, the grammar, right? You don't even know the right grammar yes. to even have the conversation. Right. So then you feel intimidated, like you're, you know, so uneducated, basically, because you and, and you are, you right. are uneducated. And, right. and how would beginning.
0: you be that? That's the start yeah. of your education. Right. So, I you know, I guess encourage people to step out, yes. even if you're scared to death.
1: Yeah. Welcome them right? in and don't judge them. It's easy for women, especially. I hate to say it, yeah. but it, it's so it's this click thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing of it is, is there's no such thing as that. Right. We are just all moms on the same page. And so what we want is we want other moms to feel good yeah. about this decision to homeschool. So we bring them in and we say, yeah. I know exactly how you feel.
0: Mm-hmm. I know just what mm-hmm. that's like. Well, and I don't even think people, moms, mean to be clicky. But yeah. let's say they you just don't th- th- this was a fall kickoff meeting, mm-hmm. right? So you haven't seen your friends all summer because yeah. schedules are crazy. I remember going through this many a time during yes. those meetings. And so you're so excited because you get to see so and so and that mm-hmm. person and this person and you can forget about the visitors. Yeah. Really? Maybe they've decided to homeschool, but they're scared or they're Mm -hmm. still on the fence because the general public can come to these meetings. And it's not a critique of the group. I'm talking in general, right? Mm -hmm. I had to remind myself when I was more experienced, Mm -hmm. I'm not here to talk to my friends. You know, I can see my friends and say, let's get together for coffee next week. I'm here to see who I don't recognize. Mm -hmm. And if you're an experienced homeschooler, you have to look for those people at yeah, those meetings, wherever right. it might be.
1: There it is, guys. Yeah. So there's some, what about you, Tina? Tell me about one of your biggest ones.
0: Fears, that is. I don't recall being afraid to start. I just kind of knew it in my gut. And I had been privileged to meet, way back when Jeff and I were dating and getting married, uh, one of the modern pioneer homeschool families. And I didn't know them very well, but it just kind of stuck with me. So I yeah. don't remember being afraid of that. I was a little concerned. So when I was a public school teacher, sometimes people will say, well, you're a school teacher, so you had all this confidence. Right. Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things was I had to unlearn all the schoolish things. So oh, that yes. was kind of a different mm-hmm. piece of of the puzzle. But I taught English to immigrant kids who were middle school and high school. So they were 11 and up. And that's all I did during my teaching career. And then I came home with my babies and I'm raising my little girls and we're going to homeschool. And I have to teach my children to read. Mm. I had never done that. So even though I was a public school teacher for nine years, it was not something I'd ever had to do. And here it was on me. Mm. So I remember being a little nervous about that and trying to like talk myself into, it'll be fine. You know, you'll, you'll spend this $300 on a curriculum. I was that dumb. (laughs) I did because <laughs> you're going to get all the tools, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. And um, you started because, you know, Rachel's my older one. She The day she turned five, I'm like, all right, you got to oh, yeah. start to teach him to read because mm-hmm. she's five. Yep. You just got to do it, right? And Rachel, God bless her. She's so compliant. She just went along with whatever, oh, whatever I was one. doing and it didn't work. Mm. And I got scared because mm. I thought, what have I done? It wasn't like I wanted to put my child in public school, but I thought, what is going on here? Yeah. And... It was petrifying for a long time. You know, am I doing something wrong? This isn't working. When I started Abby on it, when she finally did, because she was my more strong willed girl. And when I said to her, hey, let's start to learn to read. And she didn't want to. She was four. She's like, mama, I just want to be four. Leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) So I let her alone, but I kept going with Rachel. But I could see that it was kind of clicking with Abby quickly, but she didn't want to do it. And then it Mm. wasn't the the phonics part was not clicking Mm. with Rachel. And I thought, what on earth is wrong here? And trying to figure that out, you know, so yeah. you slog along with this curriculum that you spent $300 on because like, yes. I can't waste that money, right. but it's not working. I can't yeah. keep doing it. And th- so there was a fear of the money that I mm-hmm. spent and what am I going to do? And especially my child isn't reading and it, it took a long time. Yeah. So then I finally went to a curriculum fair mm-hmm. and I thought I'm going to find a new curriculum here. She was yeah. probably almost six at this point. And, um, So I looked around at all the tables and I didn't see anything of interest because these were just moms displaying curriculum that they used. It wasn't like professional companies or anything. Mm -hmm. So I went to this one table, um, Sherry Winquist's table. Sherry, I don't even know if you're still homeschooling, if you're listening to this, but she had little Amish pathway reader books Mm -hmm. and she had the whole stack of these beautiful hardcover books and they were delightful. I looked at them and I talked to her a little bit and I'm like, oh, these are so cute. I can use this for a little bit until I find a real reading curriculum. Right. Um, But it couldn't be a real curriculum because it was like seven, seven bucks a book. And there's, well, that, (laughs) that doesn't fly. Right. Yeah. And I pulled them out and I sat and my buddy read with Rachel and though her brain, I now know was not wired to learn to read and have it really click until she was about eight. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll talk about that in just a second. Having those books made the world of difference. Mm. Because one of the things I was learning about her was that she is a right brain learner. Mm -hmm. She sees things hold to part. Mm -hmm. Isolated phonics sounds were not going to work with her. I believe in phonics, but not the way for her isolated sounds. She needed a whole story and then she could get at the phonics Mm -hmm. kind of what we might think of as backwards, Yes, but she got at it. Right. And so one of the things I learned through that whole process was I need to become a student of my children, mm. that there's no one right way to do anything. Mm-hmm. And my nickname, you know, this Jenny is Rutina. Rutina, Right. So yep. you think, all right, this is how you do it. And if this is how the books say to do it, this is what right. you got to do. Yeah. God used my daughter, Rachel, <clears throat> to show me that the right way to do things is the way that he wired her brain to do it. And so we did backwards phonics, (laughs) but it worked. And then she became my girl who devours books. But it was really scary for some time. You know, I remember going to meetings of like, oh, does she need to get tested for dyslexia? And then she would like make a leap forward. So no. And every single time I thought I had to do more intervention, God just intervened and said, no, patience. Right. And learn about Rachel and you'll be fine. And we were.
1: That's the hard let go. I think that's the thing too, is that, well, that reading one is, that's always the biggest fear, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's almost like this, okay, so that's, you're coming up to this first kind of obstacle, big learning obstacle.
0: And... I think even more than math, because as much as math is scary, um, if you can't read, you can't do anything. Right, exactly. And it's just, and because there's so
1: much and they've those bells and whistles and the the, this and that, uh, those phonics readers, same Mm -hmm. thing. So I never used them either. i saw them, but I thought, (laughs) are you kidding? This can't be right. Right. They're cheap. Like this can't be it. This would be too good to be true. Sure. That's what they did in those days,
0: but our (laughs) children are much more complicated than that. We're going to need tiles and stuff. Okay. Never mind that they still use those books in all the Amish schools around the country to this day. But well, every
1: time we have a parent (laughs) come in and they're talking about fearful, you know, their children are starting to read. I pull it off the shelf Yep, every single time. That's the thing with having the Homeschool Resource Center is that you look at all the things
0: you wish you would have done exactly. sometimes, right? Exactly.
1: That would have been that. Well, and
0: also learning, besides learning about your children, realizing the truth, which I now know, is that what the schools do about pushing you must read yeah. by five or six is a lie. Yeah. It's just a lie. Yeah. And talk about that. Let's yeah. hear the statistics I mean, on that. it's... Well, I don't know about the stats, You know what but I mean? Which... Yeah. Um, you know, the only reason that they push reading early and earlier and earlier and earlier in the schools mm-hmm. is for the convenience of the teachers. Yes. And I don't want to say wow. that in a bashing way, in right. the sense that if you're sitting there with twenty five little kids and you're under pressure from your principal, if your kids yes. can't read, then that your our school score is going to go down. Right. And we've said it before. It's the whole system mm-hmm. that is messed up That's big right. time. So it's for the convenience of the adults that mm-hmm. they push the kids to read the normal range for learning to read actually, scientifically, neurologically goes all the way up to age 10 or 11. Wow. And there's a bell curve, right? There'll be a few kids who are like two years old and they're in their crib and they start reading books, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> And there's a few kids that really don't master it till 10 or 11. Yes. They don't have dyslexia. Right. They're just normal. Yep. Most kids will pick it up six, seven, eight, if you think about that bell curve mm-hmm. image but what do the schools say? The schools say if your child's five and yep. they're not mastering it, there's something wrong. Exactly. No, there's right. a few five-year-olds who can pick it up. Mm-hmm. Not most. Yeah. And so we have to learn to get past that schoolish way of yes, thinking because it's not based on science, folks. That's it right. It just ain't.
1: And you know what about that too? We can we can prove that because guys, think about what you don't know. Okay. And maybe, you know, some, maybe your husband or your wife or your friend or your parent knows something that you should know, according to the world standards. And think about this. When did you learn such and such? Mm -hmm. Was it exactly at the same time as all the other, you know, even, even as an adult. Right. I mean, does everybody out there know how to change a tire? Probably not. Right. And so, but we don't, we don't push that. Oh, well, you're behind. Right. Right. So why do we do it to children? Why do we do it to children? It's destroying lives. It's destroying families. Uh, The, the medication that children Mm -hmm. get put on, that's a whole nother episode. We won't even get into that, but right. These are all this thing by saying that your child's behind and constantly having that rhetoric happening Mm -hmm. continually. And then saying that the only way to fix them is putting them on some kind of a medication so that that medication is going to get their brain somehow. Not true. It's just not true. And it's, We'll, we'll just leave that right there.
0: Right. And I would say if your child absolutely cannot read anything yeah. by the time he or she is eight, nine years old, like nothing, right? Like nothing. There are some children with true cognitive yes. issues, right. but you probably would have been aware of that mm-hmm. ahead of time because, um, you know, maybe they were very much later to potty train very much later than, you know, the range of kids. So yeah. you'd kind of know that. But that's, I'm talking no progress. I'm right. not talking incremental progress. And that's the thing with Rachel. There was always progress. Right. And that's what the Lord used to get routine off her little <laughs> shelf yeah. there and say, it's not about the routine. It's that's about right. this unique individual child.
1: That's the beginning of when you see, when we, you always hear us say how much we've learned. Yeah. I I feel the majority of my education was homeschooling my children. Oh, yes. The children were learning and I was learning through them. Absolutely. It was just amazing. Just such a great thing. But um, I was going to say one more thing about that reading thing. What was it? What was I going to say? Um...
0: I don't know. It might come back. It too. might come back. Yeah. Did you, ha- you had other fears? I, I know did. I
1: did have other fears. You know, it's interesting too, because as much as we all have such different fears, yet kind of the same, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I had no fear to begin. Yeah. And I always say that I should have probably been more fearful about that in itself, <laughs> but I just dove right in and called it good. But then it started kind of un- mm. unfolding once I was in the water, you know? <laughs> and so, um, oh, This, it was such a fear for me, you guys. And that was, so here we you know, I finally got everything worked out. We have the DPI form. You know, know, the truant
0: officer isn't going to come to your house. Yeah, that's all All settled. Everything's
1: Mm -hmm. good. The next step was um, we had went to a homeschool convention which I love. And I think you ought to go. And if you want to go with me, shoot me an email, JennyTetsner at rocketmail.com and say, I would love to go to a homeschool convention with you. I I truly would. Maybe spring of 2023, that might be on the docket. Yes. I am not Mm -hmm. just saying that Mm -hmm. info at homeschoolloft.com would be another (laughs) place where you could send it, but either way. Uh, But here's the thing. There we were at a homeschool convention. I'm going to, I'm going to mention Emily Polk again, because I think we went together for our first one. We need to interview Emily. We need to have Emily on here. Mm -hmm. We will. Yes. Yes, we will. Okay. Well, there we were. And Emily and I were walking around. Well, when you're at the homeschool convention, surely you're going to find a lot of different choices of curriculum. Yeah. Well, of course, naturally we were drawn to, um, and if you're new to homeschooling, even maybe some of you don't know this anymore, but probably you do sunlight, pretty much everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. We were drawn to sunlight. And this is something that I thought, yes, it was just, they had, um, all the, they had their booth, their tables, and I say booth, I'm talking uh, booths. Yes. And their tables and all the packages. It's a packaged thing. And all of the book selections that you read, it's yeah. a literature based. And I knew this was something that we were going to definitely want. Mm-hmm. That was the very first thing we ever did with sunlight. Yeah. And um, after looking through the books and just talking with the people and even other parents who were also standing there who had been down the road, uh, it came time to order. It came time. To make the decision mm-hmm. as to, well, what level are we going to put the kiddos in? Mm. Right. And sunlight does it kind of nice. So I don't even think they really refer to
0: it it's as grade levels, but they'll I, say, you I know, if your is, child yeah. is in this age range, yeah. you know, five, like letter- six, seven or something, but it's yeah. called ABC, whatever. Yeah. There were like yeah. letters after But there's it. an age range mm-hmm. that they, they suggest. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So you're sitting and you're new to this whole thing. And so naturally you're going to kind of measure this towards, um, what grade they would be in. Right. That's what we all kind of did.
0: And it is an investment financially for sunlight. So that's a big ticket thing. For sure.
1: And so um, while we, then I talked to somebody about that, we finally got that worked out. And now we, we must've been at the booth forever. (laughs) I have no idea, not only the booth, but then even at home, like just this whole thing. And I remember then it came time when, once we made the decision, this is exactly the, the, the kit we're going to get. They give you the form. Okay. You guys, Listen, I know how to fill forms out. I do know. <laughs> you worked in the hospital. <laughs> For whatever reason, this form was so complicated to me. And I'm sorry, Sunlight, anybody Sunlight. And maybe they've improved on it, but I just was having, probably because I was overanalyzing the Honterra thing, but I was struggling. And I literally remember having to like... Emily walked me through the whole thing. Like, Emily, can you fill out my form for me? Like, I have no, because you're, you're checking individual subjects. It was a package. Mm-hmm. So what, what books are you going to use? You know, with your Bible and then with science, are you gonna have this? And then the manipulative and all these things was kind of all separate yeah. and um, to take things. So then we did that. We got that all filled out. Fast forward time to now where the kit is delivered to my home. Box day. The box day, which is just Excitement is an understatement. It's (laughs) just so, it's just, oh, it's all the feels. Here's the thing. We open up the box, we get everything. Well, then... Then you have to know, and sunlight does do this well. How to put the binders together, mm. right? Everything is shrink wrapped, and then you have to know exactly. And you're you're kind of new. Like yes, you've seen it at the homeschool convention, but if you're a perfectionist like me, you <laughs> might. This might be a fear for you. Am I doing this the right way? Yeah. Are the binders right? How, what does this piece go with this? Um, how do I follow their schedule? Am mm-hmm. I going to fail somehow if I? I don't even understand what this means. You guys, all of these things, if you fear all of them, I know I did too. I mm-hmm. really did. It was so beneficial for me to have a friend, Emily. Mm-hmm. And I know that not everybody's friends do all the same things, but it was just such a great thing because she was doing it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she is the office girl. Like she is, you know, put binders <laughs> together type and all, I'm not the office girl as Tina can vouch at all. <laughs> and so it was just such a blessing that God would put her in my life at that time to yeah. show me the ropes.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what related to that? Um, I was afraid that I was using the whole wrong approach. Oh, there's a big one. And I've I've talked about this before, and and you and I have talked about this a lot, Jenny, when I and we started kind of at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, But for whatever reason, the people that I first met within this homeschool group, all the people I met were doing classical education. What are the ads? And of course, I didn't know anything about that. I'm right. a public school graduate. Yeah. So that was yeah. all new to me. And there was a book called, there still is a book called The Well-Trained Mind, but that was like the Bible of classical education. We all education. Purchased it. And all the people, now, none of these people said to me, Tina, you must do classical education right. with your kids. Not yeah. one of them, right? They're delightful. They were like, now that I know them, right. they're like, you do whatever your kids need, right? But yes. at the time you're new and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. So I'm going to read this 800 page book for the, well trained mind, and I'm going to do oh, all gosh, the know. methods, right? Because oh, again, routine. You're going to do it. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I couldn't stand it. Uh. I'm reading the Well Trained Mind, and I'm sorry, Susan Weisbauer. I mean, it's oh, not you. Gosh. It was just that God had something different for uh-huh. me. Exactly. I hated it, and I remember thinking, "Wait, I'm going to fail my kids because oh, my yes. I don't like classical education, right. and everybody's doing it, and yes. all those people I admire, and yep. oh my goodness, you yes. know, and." The resolution for that came when God led me to go to a conference by a lady named Carol Joy Side, Mm. And she is very much a Charlotte Mason type person, living books, literature based, right? That was another one that I hadn't heard of her except for through you. And why did I not? Well, and I think, I mean, I'd have to go back and look. I'm very sure that GBOC, this this homeschool group sponsored it, right? Because again, they were all about... Just helping whoever you were, yes. figure out what fits mm-hmm. your kids. They weren't yeah. shoving one method. It's not a co-op. It wasn't a certain right. approach, but yeah. it's just who I met. Right? right. So then I went to this conference and I was nervous and scared. I'm like, I'm doing it all wrong and my yeah. kid can't read and I'm oh, just freaking yeah. out. Yeah. And I get to this convention, this conference, just a one day conference. One day conference, one day, Jenny. <laughs> well, we're shooting for
1: a weekend at some point, ladies. Yep. <laughs> but it was um, one
0: day. And... Carol Joy side, she's the most gentle, calm reassuring person she still does conferences to this day folks a lot of her conferences are online now but she still does in-person ones and if you can only she has a DVD that's put out by compass classroom so it's called homeschool made simple I think yeah um, or just listen to her online and she's not the only one but she was so calm and so reassuring and she talked about all these ways to use literature mm. and real books and I had kind of used that approach with my ESL students so suddenly yeah. it clicked and Made sense, and I'm like, it's not that I hate classical methods. By the way, Jenny teases me all the time. Of course, if you're really in homeschooling for any length of time, because you're trying to wire yourself to your kids and not an approach, you'll use every single method in one way, shape, or form. I know I've used classical methods, absolutely, but to feel like I had to do the whole thing, right? That freed me. Yeah, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh wait, there's this like conference speaker, and she's not talking about classical education. That means I don't have to do it. I don't have to be like everybody else. Yeah she helped me get over that. Mm. So,
1: and that that comfort, it, you know, it has to be what works for your family for yes. sure. And so, it is okay to switch. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you know curriculum costs money and all these things, yeah. but you guys, it's just, it's not worth it to have to continue to use, even though you paid the money, I know that yeah. but the Lord will direct your path. Right. And even that bless somebody with it or hold right. on to it, because oftentimes right. you can take bits and pieces, even yeah. as the kids grow, right. you know, if it's not necessarily an age right. thing, concepts of that. And how many times when we switched, we had shelves in our basement, like we all do guys. <laughs> and I remember it was just, it was like, we were a homeschool, a homeschool store. <laughs> yes. I was like, Run down there and see if we have that science book. And sure enough. Right. right? And that, so I mean, yeah, I love that. But to find that comfort, yes. when you have the weight of having to um imitate other people mm-hmm. or be a certain way, when you have that weight lifted off, yeah. uh that's when you will succeed. Right. That's when your children will prosper too, because you don't want to put that on them.
0: Oh yeah. And don't let anybody tell you that there's one right approach. Right. Um and don't don't fall into the trap when you see somebody who's successful using that approach, think that that's what you have to use. Exactly. I mean, honestly, if your family, if your kids are wired to use straight textbooks, do it mm-hmm. just because other people don't. That's right. You know, because a lot of times I think as homeschoolers, we can be like, oh yeah, the school style programs, they don't, they're no good. Yeah. yeah they're actually good for some kids. And right. so you have that's to know exactly your true. kids. Madeline, it's, You're not failing if you're not an unschooler. Madeline not.
1: <laughs> loved uh, textbooks. She, she loved it. Like that was her. Yep. That was her thing. Mm -hmm. And I was trying, you know, to encourage her in the beginning of, we don't, we don't have to do this. You you don't have to do it. And um, because I'm very much Charlotte Mason and classical. And so for me, well, how can you be both? It doesn't matter. It was my family. And so we did it. Mm -hmm. But guess what? We also did unit studies. We Mm -hmm. also did these other things. And I learned real quick that I'm not the student. I mean, I am the student, Mm -hmm. but my children are their curriculum, right? It's their education. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not in this to please other people. Right. But I know that we all start that way and we really do. And that's something we have to battle and renew our minds continually about because every day you're going to be challenged with, well, but Betsy Lou does it this way. And it's kind of the trendy thing to do. And I can, we won't name any curriculums or anything. But I know that you and I both could confirm as to what's popular right now. Oh, yeah. And I think it's, you know, because we see so many people doing it. Right. Um, it's definitely a trend. It's a trendy thing. Right. And it matches the rest of the trends that are happening right now. And so the thing of that is, is you don't have to struggle just because right. all your friends do it. If it's not working for your kids, shut it down.
0: Well, and there's another piece, right? I think would you agree with me, Jenny, the moms these days are way more fearful probably than we were because sure. we did not have Facebook That's when we right. started. That is a right? good point. So we had the the friends that we would meet at the homeschool groups yeah. and we're kind of, women always do this. We're comparing ourselves against always. other women, right. even if they're not the ones putting yep. the superiority thing over right. us. Right. But now it's all about social media yeah. and you have to, you have to consciously I mean, shut it down. If you need to shut it down, just shut it it down down, or do something so that you don't let the Pinterest posts and everything get in your head. It's not reality. And and who cares if, if, even if something works really well for that other mom and they're putting it on Facebook, that doesn't mean it's what you have to do.
1: It's exactly true. And we know this about the homeschool rooms, right? You know, here's the thing is we, we did have a homeschool room in our basement. We turned it all into that. And I didn't.
0: guess what? That's okay.
1: And here's the great thing about that. Well, then there was, that was a season, Mm -hmm. right? We had it, it was shiny and great and definitely (laughs) picture worthy, but half the time we never sat there because it really wasn't conducive. (laughs) We were actually upstairs after eating, you know, sloppy waffles with syrup all over the place. And that's just where it all ended up in the pajamas upstairs, right? Right? You can have these ideas, but that is a good point. Tina is we did not have social media. Mm -hmm. So that was a blessing. That yeah. I will cherish in my heart forever. Thank right. God that we did not have social media. Because I can't imagine moms how much the struggle. Yeah. yeah, I pray for you. I mean, I, I pray that you know that who you are in Christ. That you do not have to please other people. Yeah. Your ho- you, listen, homesteading is something that, yes, we should all do that. Okay? <laughs> now, we should. It's beautiful. And having your own, growing your own food and doing all of these things is dreamy and it's good and it's helpful to all of us. But if that's not in your wheelhouse, you don't have to beat yourself up. If you can't afford yeah. anchorage, if you can't afford land, that's okay.
0: You're still equally if you're like me and you kill plants by looking at them or,
1: or you have fake plants all of your house like me. I don't care if you're not my friend, okay? <laughs> Listen. Here's the reality. You be you. I know yeah. that's a slogan that has been overused, but the best place to be, the best person to be is your own self. Yeah. Um, would I love to have corn growing in my yard and all these things and, you know, alfalfa <laughs> sprouts and stuff? For sure. Would I love to be the person that has chickens? Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen unless we're driven to do that. All the farm sitters. Don't be like, we're not Jenny Tetzner doesn't want to help out with farming. So when it's the end of the world, <laughs> we're not giving her eggs. Listen, I want that. I want to do it's just not in me. I'm not great yeah. with growing things. We don't have enough land. Mm-hmm. We could grow some little things and we have grown vegetables. But what I'm saying is, is you don't have to be that. in our day it was kind of like bread baker bread <laughs> bakers, right? Bright. Like I wasn't a bread
0: baker. Yeah. And so um, I didn't wear the denim jumper.
1: Exactly. You guys,
0: I'm wearing a <laughs> denim thing right now. You it's, are. It's a denim jumper. That's it's hilarious. It's a 100% <laughs> denim jumper. It's a little too short for the it 90s is. denim yeah, jumpers. It so. is. It's not scandalous. Everyone is just above the knee. A little above it's the above knee. It's above the knee. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing is
1: when we are using what works best for our family, Mm-hmm. That is when your homeschool will succeed. When you are out there trying to purchase land that your husband is saying you don't have money for. You need to then just shut that down and you need to be content exactly where you're at and know that I'm this is where God has us today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're going to shine bright. Right. Our job is to be the lantern. Right. That's us. uh, Our eye. the, The lantern. We're shining light to others, not judging others right? The lantern has the light and we're shining that light onto others. And, and we build others up. We don't say, well, I'm going to take a thousand pictures of my homeschool room and then pretend that I'm not trying to show off. Cause you guys, I'm sorry to say it, but right. let's not cause other people to stumble. True. I guess is all I'm saying, right? True. But then again, be, be proud of it. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to say anything?
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you, I don't know about you, but we, Jeff and I, so I asked my husband too, you know, what were some of the yeah. fears, some of the stresses, right. and um. One of our fears, kind of talking about pleasing people, mm. um, was <laughs> extended family. Ooh, I have this written are, down here. Are too. they going to think that we're weird? Are they going to think that we're doing something wrong?
1: And Jeff had the teachers in the family, right? So
0: yeah, so his mom and dad were both public school teachers. By the time that we had the girls, his dad had retired. He was a... Like an intermediate and middle school band teacher, and then his mom was a high school English teacher, and she was still well. She had just retired when we were having the girls, but you know, once a teacher, always a teacher. And that and they they taught in these little tiny, cute little towns about an hour from where we live, and that was a thing. One of his hangups when the girls were little was. If we homeschool and don't use the system, will my parents feel bad Mm. that we're not using the system that they poured so many years into? I can see that. And um, I mean, we knew this about my in-laws. They're wonderful people and they really didn't care. Yeah. If my mother-in-law, my father-in-law has passed away, but if my mother-in-law is listening to this, she'll have to admit that she did think I was weird for several years, (laughs) but she loved me anyway. Right. And so I wasn't so much afraid of that, but, but Jeff was because he loves his parents. They have a very close relationship and he was just afraid Mm. of what they would think. And his, his, his brothers and sister too. Yeah. Don't we talk about that naysayers Mm -hmm. and the thing. And they weren't even naysayers. It was just Jeff's fear. The fear of it. The fear that they could be naysayers. And sometimes some people are, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And some of you have naysayers.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You were afraid of that too, you said? Well,
1: I was definitely um, from this angle of I didn't... Apply myself, let's say that. I didn't apply myself in school. And so you I applied yourself just not to academics. I did not apply <laughs> myself to academics. I applied myself to let's just have a good time. And so I, my dad would always say, you know, you just need to apply yourself. You just need to apply yourself. And so can you imagine? Here I'm graduated, right? Now I'm grown up. I have, I'm married. Dad, we're going to homeschool the kids, right? And I thought, oh my God, this, what is this going to be about? My mom and dad were. And always have supported me. Yes. Into every decision, whether it be something that they, you know, were afraid of,
0: they trusted that I would make good choices. And Jeff's parents too. You know, and I just so have to was give them the kudos. Good news. Right. Yeah. Now, you
1: know, they always did like, you know, my mom would always buy <laughs> all the Christmas presents were like, you know, school supplies and stuff. Yes. And, you know, little books and this, that, and they, which my mom did love. She loved mm-hmm, to do that. Mm-hmm. But as far as the naysayers go, um, I always just, I I want you guys to know that the naysayers, they're not necessarily bad. They're not doing it out of this, you know, you're such a terrible person for homeschooling your kids and maybe some aren't. Hopefully not. Most of them are not. not. Mostly it's done with love. We love your children so much that are you sure you're doing the right thing? Right. 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 To which you say yes,
0: because we're the parents. Mm -hmm. Trust that we are doing the right Right. thing. Right. Just trust. Well, you know what? We know this now. Um, The proof is in the pudding, right? Yes. So family members who are very loving and they mean well. We're not talking about the jerks because those are right. out there. That We'll talk about that next. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the family members who mean well and they really love you and they love your kids and they're just not sure because they don't know anything about homeschooling, yeah. even though it's much more popular than it was, they, it's still a new thing. Um, if you can just say to them, look, mom and dad, brother, sister, will you trust me, you know, I love my kids more than life itself. Yeah. And will you trust me and just give it some time? Mm -hmm. In a couple of years, those extended family will come back to you. One of my brothers in law, Chris, I love him to death, but he was concerned, right? He thought that my girls were too shy or whatever, because they were kind of afraid of him because he's kind of in in your face in a happy way and he scared them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he was concerned. Yeah. And but At my father-in-law's funeral, he came up to the girls and I, and they were what, 12 and 13 at the time? And we were three just sitting there and he came up and he said, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah this is a wonderful thing that you've done. And he looked at my girls and he said, I was kind of negative to your mom and I was wrong. Wow. And so that's what I mean. The that's proof integrity, is in the pudding. Isn't he it? had just seen how given time, and he was never in my face about it. I love you, Chris, if you're listening, yeah. but he was just concerned, yeah, right? But I he did get love. to see their maturity yes. and all the benefits and the blessings. Yeah. And it was great and fair-minded people Will always come around, yeah, as they see the fruit.
1: And you know what's kind of a hard part about this whole thing is, see, that's because we we've done the research, right? So mm-hmm. we're settled, yeah. mostly, right? Mm-hmm. Enough to make the, you know, pull the trigger about we're going to homeschool. They're not, right? So they're relying on you for all the information. But the truth is, is you know, you might be settled, but you still don't know how to talk the talk or have right. all the answers, and your new. kids aren't performing, yeah. You know, and so what's happening then is because isn't that the thing we, we are reading about it. We're talking to other people. We're gaining knowledge about it, but for whatever reason, the minute some, some stranger or somebody asks you about it, you forget every single thing that you knew about homeschooling (laughs) and you can't give them a, um, a confident answer. And so they're judging by your confidence. Mm -hmm. And when you're exerting that you don't have any confidence, that's fearful. Yeah. And, and they're seeing the fear. And so that's why we always recommend Tina and I, Immerse your own self. Listen, you're not just, um, it's not just about your children's education. It's about yours. You don't just decide to homeschool and then worry about what curriculum you're, you're going to do with the kids. Are you educating yourself? Yeah. You should always be educating yourself. You should always be reading books about homeschooling and about, um, you know, the the laws and yeah. understanding from right. that angle, and just immersing yourself into. And there's
0: so many good learning. books out. I mean, the older books and the newer books. Mm-hmm. Um, can you commit to reading one chapter a day? Yeah. Like right after you do your devotional, exactly. which you should start with. <laughs> exactly. Um, or listening to one chapter on an audiobook? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's the same. You don't have to read or read it, right? Yeah. While you're washing dishes, can you listen to one chapter a couple times a week? on a homeschooling book.
1: Or even this podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely. But, but just educate yourself in little 10 minutes a day. Can you do it? Can you go sit in the bathroom and tell your kids you're on the toilet and listen to a podcast, right? right? I mean, you can make a few minutes a day and that will grow your confidence. And I don't know, Jenny, I don't think you had anybody like this and I didn't either. But the the real jerks, mm, right? The yeah. people, whether it's family yeah. or so called friends, um, who are just really they don't. It's not that they're concerned. Yes, they just are jerks about yes. it. And I think a lot of people have that in their lives. And we've heard, and I yes. can't believe and the story. And it's really sad. Hear. Yeah, it is. It's and you know the the factor, and what's even more scary.
1: And we see that you know at our physical location, of course, people come in. We meet yeah. with them. Sometimes the husband or the wife. Yeah is not on board hundred yeah. percent. And to which that's really difficult yeah. because we know the best, but if the parents aren't together as one, right. it's not going to be a good situation. And I would recommend
0: get that straightened out first. Yeah. Yeah. But the other people, that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, this is really hard to say, mm-hmm. but if your extended family or so-called friends are not on board and they're really negative and in your face about it, that's where boundaries come in. Yes. Because you can talk to the the fair-minded people, and you can just ask them to trust you. But if someone's going to be a jerk, you need to say these are my kids. That's exactly it. Yeah, my husband and I are on the same page, and you just need to mind your own business. If you can't just agree to disagree, then we're not going to have relationship. Exactly. You know, don't let them talk to your kids because they'll try to undermine what you're doing, and um, that is painful. I know people who've had to do that. But there is fruit in that, too, because you gain peace in the sense of the toxic people are out of your life. That's right. And it's really horrible when that's like a parent or a brother or a sister. But your, your nuclear family comes first.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Yep. Um, let's see. I what had. What did you fear? Okay, get this. This was interesting for me to write these down because yeah. there are things I haven't thought about for so long, but then it would just all sort of flooding back to me as I was writing these down. Um, and this is kind of funny because um, I we would always go to the library daily. Mm-hmm. So the kids grew up in De Pier, Wisconsin here, where the homeschool loft is. And our library was just right up the road. And so daily, mm-hmm. even when they were just little before homeschooling, we always, I brought them as infants. They had a little infant time or whatever mm-hmm. because my husband and I love reading and we wanted them to just grow up with books. So that's what we did. And we would always, as homeschoolers, like we all can, we can go wherever we want. And we always did go out and, out and about. Mm-hmm. And- One of the things was, is I knew that the population of homeschoolers versus public schoolers was just a sliver of the pie. (laughs) And so I had this thing in my head where we are going to be on our best. We, and the way I always worded it and the kids laugh because they still bring it up today is represent well. Mm. We are representing the whole homeschool community. (laughs) No pressure there. (laughs) So, and my kids were never they weren't, um, I'm not trying to boast to say I have the most perfect kids. They just really were They were quiet anyway. Mm-hmm. They weren't extroverted. Now Noah, he can go both sides. He can be extroverted, but he can equally hang with the introverted. Mm-hmm. He he's both. He's right in the middle. Madeline's definitely introverted. Yeah. So that was real easy for them to behave, you know, yeah. because they just didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> Mostly, but I still was like, you know, they were kids. And so right. yes, running around or whatever that was. And listen. We are about to go in the grocery store. And so we are going to represent well. That means there's not going to be this bickering thing, right? And I think as parents, we should represent Christ. You know, Mm. we should tell our children, represent Christ well. Sure. But for me... Represent well. Represent well. That's what that was my biggest fear because I didn't. It was already questions from the clerk, right? <laughs> oh, kids, is they off day? Of school yeah. today? Is there a day? Oh, are the schools closed? I didn't. Well, I didn't think there was a snow day today. You know all these things, and I thought the last thing that we're gonna do is have you guys bickering about something, mm. and then. That's going to add to it, yeah, right? Yeah. And so that was a that was a fear for me. Did that law. happen
0: a lot, or was it more in your head that not head. the bickering, but the people asking? In in my head, I right. think. Yep. I think that's a fear that we all have, but really most people don't care. <laughs> and
1: mean, it probably it, came from remember in the beginning where I said I read the book. Yeah, and and in the book was good. Yeah, but um, they kind of they talk about that, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, they're kind of
0: talking about every worst case scenario, right? Exactly. So we get in so our head, right? Because <laughs> I think, think about this, for better or for worse, most people are very, very self-centered right? So they're in the That's grocery true. store doing their thing. They couldn't care, they couldn't less. care less. You know, right. if your kids are quiet, they're not even going to notice. Exactly. Right. And sometimes kids have meltdowns too. Yeah. You know, um, it's okay to take your children out of the cart and just leave mm-hmm. the cart there and go away. Right? right. You don't have to have your kid shrieking in the store for an hour. <laughs> right. The clerk it, it, will be okay with putting yeah. the groceries away if the store is at peace, because little kids sometimes exactly. just melt down. It's I would, okay.
1: And you know what, we just, can I just mention something here? I cannot remember who we just talked about this with. Oh, you know what it is for the children's sake. We're reading for the children's sake Mm -hmm. in the mom group. Now that's done um, because we ended a week early, but we just talked about this thing of, should we, should we let them sit there and scream? I would say no. You know what? Because honestly, is that what we want to teach them? At what point then at at what age do we say, well, you know what? You're 15. Like, no, you don't get to keep having a tantrum. And I, I would go out there to say that. I think that because that weird concept is out there that you should Mm -hmm. let your kids scream in public. I'm actually anti that. I think if your kids are screaming, it's time for you to go. I get that. You're not going to get your grocery shopping done. Now I might have some naysayers out there. I get it. Right. But this is just my personal opinion. My kids, um, children are children. Right. Right? They're going to cry for the candy at the thing, or they're going to scream about this, but it's okay just to say, you know what, we're not fit to be here right now. Yeah, exactly.
0: you know, well, you know, and you've probably heard this term, uh, gentle parenting. That's a thing these days. And it's a little different than when we were, we were raising our kids. Um, but I, believe very firmly that you can still be a gentle parent Mm -hmm. and take your child out of the store when they're screaming. Doesn't mean you drag them by the arm like those horrible people that we see doing that, right? right? That's not good parenting. They're getting their child out of the situation, but not in the right way. You can very calmly and not lose your temper. Absolutely.
1: Direct them towards something yes, else. Pick and, your child up exactly. out of the cart
0: and say, Johnny, we, we are going now. Yes. You're upset. We're leaving, mm-hmm. you know. And then as you pass by the service desk, say, I'm really sorry. I left a, a cart full of groceries, but I need to take care of my child now. Do it. You Amen. can be very gentle and still be firm.
1: Yeah. And what a platform to talk about self-control. Yes. Well, how do I talk about self-control as a two-year-old? You still can. Yeah, you still can. When you maintain your self control while you're don't join in the tantrum, them don't don't be mad. If you're shopping, it's time to. And and I know that's hard. Every when you're out there, especially you know, and I get it. There are circumstances where you have to be there, and it's just going to be a thing. We know, I know, I get it. But I'm just saying, like if it's Walmart, right? Like we don't have to have the scream. It doesn't have to happen. What we really want is to teach self control because that's a gift of the Holy Spirit, and so that's something that just needs to be talked about. Like children learn things from repetition. They really do. We all do, right? That's why we can know where the cereal aisle is at the store. Repetition. We've went to that same cereal aisle. We know where everything is. And so every time the tantrum happens, if that's a thing that they're struggling with, out we go. Yep. Here we talk about self-control. Natural consequences. Natural consequences. We, we, um, we direct them to something different. Yeah. It's okay. That that is okay. The world teaches you that's you don't know. You let them scream it out. You let them do this. For what? For what reason? At what you know, I'm looking at, you know, in this world, we all see it. We don't watch the news, but we can I can promise you you've seen adults having a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. And listen, I don't know that they were ever taught that there is something called self-control. Right. That you you truly can. I've had a temper tantrum. I hate to say it. I have. We all have. You know, but that's it is a gift of the Holy Spirit to have self-control and we all need to work on it and we can start with our children even at a young age. Yeah, and absolutely. I know that goes opposite to this worldly thinking these days but Absolutely. Yep. Other really fears, Jenny? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Um oh, well this okay, so this is actually very fitting since uh, Tina and I both had our uh besties in here of our <laughs> friends and we talked about we homeschooled, they didn't. Yeah, And so, um, Becky, who has been a lifelong friend, you know, since I've been a parent, well, her kids went to public school. My kids obviously homeschooled, but here's the reality. I met Becky through children's ministry and children's ministry. Um, it gets, it can be very busy and we, we went to a very large church where there were a lot of kiddos. And so we kind of went from event to event. That's just kind of how it is in kids ministry. And it's real easy when you're always concerned with other people's children, cause you have to be, mm. and there's forms to be filled out and you want to make sure, you know, cause we, we always had events. We always had, we went from camp to the music stuff to you name it, the fine arts. I mean, just everything. And there's a lot to get in order. And there's a lot of parents always reaching out to you. And so you're, you're always getting emails from parents. You're always guiding them and their kiddos and, you know, how to do it, forms, forms, this, that, you know, just everything that you would. And because I was in kids ministry, um, sometimes my own kids, and because they're not loud and obnoxious kids, they would kind of, um, just be, you know, we would get home and I'd say, well, I don't even have the form for my own children or I don't have this for my own kids. And then I, I would even couple that to say that even um, so we did classical conversations and then I was a challenge tutor and being a challenge tutor, you know, I always studied everything my students studied as well. And so um, I would be so busy, you know, answering questions again from parents who would email me about, you know, a certain thing of how do how do we do this assignment or what what is expected here that um, sometimes my own kiddos would be in my mind that, you know, this is in my mind. Now they were fine, but I would concern myself because this is a fear. I would be fearful that my my own children would sometimes miss something from me hmm. because I was so always in the kids ministry thing hmm. that um, it was a commitment. Yeah. Like any anything that we do is a commitment. Now, is that fear a reality? It's not. I probably overcompensated because of it, but um, because the kids were so easygoing, they yeah. would just be, you know, whatever but it was about, um, balance. And Mm. the thing of it was, is I felt like, how do I balance that? It was kids ministry. That's my duty. Being a great friend. That was my duty. Being a great mom was my duty. But first and foremost, being a great wife was my duty. And my husband and I did different ministries. He did financial peace. I did kids ministry and for a while music ministry. And so balancing shining and sparkling because I'm such a perfectionist, took a toll Mm. homeschooling. Well, being a great bread baker, right? I ought to know how to sew because I'm a homeschooler (laughs) and I want to homeschool my children. Well, having my meals planned out perfectly doing all of these things, but I was doing a lot and it wasn't just with my own children. It was with other people's kids as well. On top of those other things, not only did I want to balance, but I wanted to shine. And that, and sparkle. And so I think that was, that's not possible. You, you can't do it all perfectly. No. In fact, you can only do a couple of things really well. Yeah. And so that was always, so I don't know that it would be called a fear so much well, as it was a the fear
0: of your kids missing out or of you missing out. Maybe I, I was uh, very conscious of the, uh, the
1: reality of you can only do a couple things well. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't so much that I was fearful as I was just trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and come to that. And I knew I was um convicted maybe of it, you know, yeah. that I wanted to be everything to the parents and I wanted to be everything to the parents in ministry and wanted to be, you know, everything to of course my own kiddos and my own family. But you guys oftentimes when you're involved in other stuff, you know, you you want to do well with them as well. And especially when it's other people's families. And so it was balance. I was having a hard time balancing. And I was it it wasn't so much a fear as it was a stress for Mm -hmm. me in my heart that I was letting somebody down. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like to let people down. Yeah. No,
0: you don't. (laughs) Right. So no trying to figure out the priorities though, right? And not feeling bad when you say, I can't do everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
1: ordering your affections. But
0: that's okay. Like you said, you know, what are the priorities, right? Mm -hmm. The Lord first, Mm -hmm. spouse second, Mm -hmm. our own children third, and then anything else that we can fit in after that, according to our passions and our desires and our interests, because we can have outside Mm -hmm. activities, right? We just have to be okay with saying no to everything. Yeah. And that's hard. And when you're a homeschooler, there are a lot of opportunities
1: Mm -hmm. and your, your duties can get all mumbled and jumbled up. Yep. Even, well, yeah. even to when you're, when you, you know, you're here, you have this plan for the day and maybe you've been working on a concept and, you know, y- uh, you want to stick to that and you ought to stick to that. But then you drop it at the end because you have these other plans because a friend calls or the telephone's ringing during the day. Sure. And so what's happening? Well, your kiddos are now getting kind of pushed back yeah. and you know, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, yeah. like you said, balance. And I think a lot of moms fear that they're gonna to totally lose themselves yeah. in homeschooling, right? Because it's all consuming. And in a way it is, but you that's a balanced thing too. Yeah. Because if it's all consuming, that's true. You're not being poured into for anything that's personal. Right. You're gonna burn out, right? Yes. So there is that balance of, I need to have some outside outlets. I need to have, I need to go to dinner with a friend. I need to have a service thing at church but not doing you too much. You need to come
1: to our retreat.
0: <laughs> well, Jenny, by the time this airs, we will have <laughs> already true. had the it will retreat. <laughs> already have been done.
1: Darn it. But that's But that concept,
0: yeah, because whether whether it's I am on the worship team at church, yeah. I was, and it was mm-hmm. not as intensive as yours, yeah. and so it was my outlet. And those right. people on the worship team where I served kind of became my small group, and that yeah. was cool cuz I didn't have time to be in a small group, but mm-hmm. that was it for me, mm-hmm. right? So to So ladies and gentlemen, if you're the homeschool, you know, parent in the family and you're the dad to still have an outlet, yeah, but just pick and choose and prioritize and maybe multitask, right? Maybe your friendships are also in the thing where you serve, you know, that kind of thing. You can still, you don't have to lose yourself. Yeah, Don't let that be. You just said
1: it. I was just going to say that because my mom always says, she always said that to me. She always said, um, you can't lose yourself. Okay, and I would say that even as right, because your identity is not in your husband. Mm -hmm. It's not in your children. Your identity is in Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. And if that's the thing that you keep pushing away, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, you're going to believe that your identity is I'm so and so's wife or I'm the mom of, you know, these 15 kids or, you know, I'm the mom of these people. I'm the classical conversations
0: challenge teacher. Exactly. You're not right. Or I'm the
1: worship leader. And I remember when I when I quit all the things. And um, you guys, this, this is true. Like it was actually, I saw more than I had ever seen how I slipped into being defined by Miss Jenny, Mrs. Tetzner, um, you know, worship leader, music ministry, uh, you know, that's it. Classical conversations person, homeschool mom. I, when I stopped all the things. And it was just then me with the kids, which was enough. Okay. But my own kids, I'm talking about, uh, I had to regroup Mm -hmm. and look at when we say ordering your affections, right? Well, God is first and foremost in all the things he is. It's in all the things. I mean, people that don't, you know, that maybe don't walk with the Lord. It that's a tough journey. I mean, I, I do walk with the Lord and I think, Oh, Oh, It's hard. There are hard days. I think it takes more to have faith than it does. Or, you know, it's harder to not have faith than it is to have faith. You almost have to try harder to deny it (laughs) than you do to actually just believe it. Mm -hmm. But things just go well. And I know that when we start the day off in the right order, and when we chose to homeschool our kids, we chose to put that first. Yeah. Above any, even your friends. And I know Mm -hmm. some moms take their phone, well, now you. You don't have to take your phone off the hook. You have a cell phone. (laughs) Well, silence it, right? In our days, though, I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember like, remember the days of like taking the phone off the hook? That was weird.
0: (laughs) Or just letting the answering machine go. Right. Oh, and our listeners are like, what the heck's an answering machine?
1: (laughs) But then I would be kind of miffed when I wanted to call the homeschool mom, my friend, and then she wasn't answering (laughs) because she was
0: busy homeschooling. She's got her priorities straight, Jenny. You don't. (laughs) Can you believe it? That's (laughs) That's true. What about you, Tina. Um, well, again, kind of talking to Jeff, one of the things that he said was a fear was being the sole breadwinner, one oh, income. That's right, good. and yeah. that's a fear that I know that's a lot fair. of other families have too. Um, and I think, you know, J- Jeff would go through spurts with that; like he would be okay with it, and then he'd be really stressed out. And I actually mm-hmm. did in-home childcare for several years, so I was supporting us a, a little bit in that way. Yeah. Um, but then every once in a while, would he would get super stressed out? Um, God would give me a way to say, you know what though, Jeff, you are, you are supporting financially the exclusive private education of our children yeah. <laughs> and that would perk him up. Like yes. God always made a way, right. When we had barely anything, mm-hmm. cause we lost more than half my income when I yes. quit my teaching job, and really good benefits in mm-hmm. his company that he worked for at the time, different than now it had standard private sector benefits, which meant they weren't great. Mm -hmm. So we lost a lot when I quit and that was scary. Um, But God made a way every single moment, step by step. And just when you think it was never that we weren't going to be able to buy food, Mm -hmm. you know, but we did things like we drove our cars until they died. Yes, We lived in an older house in an older neighborhood so that our mortgage was low. Things that we would not have done. And I remember people talking to us saying. Even when we bought our house, mm-hmm. we bought it knowing that we were going to have kids very soon and that at that point I would be home. Mm-hmm. And the the mortgage person was like trying to say that we qualified for X number of dollars and we're like, nope, cut that in half and then some. Yeah. And they were stunned. And just, you look weird when you don't want to go right. after everything so that the true. world goes after. So and then true. then the fear is what, do I look poor? Do I look strange? Yes. Right. You know, and well, that the Bible just, says
1: we're not even to look like the world anyway. Exactly.
0: Right. But you know, there's that fear, you know, Absolutely. it's not about keeping up with the Joneses, but if that's you look right. too different from the Joneses, yes. then what are people going to think?
1: Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. hundred yeah. percent. And you know, that's the thing. And I know we've talked about this so many different times about, you know, when we hear people say, well, I just couldn't afford to homeschool. Oh yeah. And, um, and then you have to ask yourself, well, do you need such and such? And that's mm-hmm. hard. Even hearing myself say it, I know nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. Okay. But, um, when you actually examine where your money's going yep. and your you, those, that's all stuff, right? Keeping up with the Joneses yeah. has never been so intense. I don't think maybe right. it has. Right. I just, I look at all these ginormous houses and I think you, how do you even sit in all the rooms or clean it? Like, right. just get yourself a nice, you know, how, cause eventually, when, when you have this heart's desire to homeschool, but the one thing that you think is keeping you back is your finances. Then what can you take away that you don't actually need? We don't even realize how worldly we get. I think Mm -hmm. it just happens. It's all of a sudden black and white turned to gray and all of us are guilty, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but when you, you don't need to have maybe that certain kind of a car, right? You, You need to get, you know, like you, um, we, we took a big cut. Like I quit mm-hmm. and I wasn't working obviously at all. I and had the insurance at the
0: time, but you know, I don't know, but it, but it works out right. If I think if you step out in faith, amen, there God it is. makes a way. Yep. And he doesn't show you 10 miles down the no. road. He shows you till the next turn in the road. That's right. And you have to trust that he's good and he's going before you and it will all work out. Yeah. Um, even though it's very, very scary at times. And we we know single moms who are doing it and they are so committed that they're making it work. There's a lot of free resources. Mm -hmm. Um, Our friend Karen Campbell shared um, a statistic. Uh, So as we're taping this, it's actually August. So it's the start of the back to school season that we're all surrounded by. And and she shared a statistic um, that every family that sends their kid to public school, probably private school as well, they spend $661 for back to school season for every child. Wow! And that's, so that's the clothes, the school supplies, the school fees, because <coughs> get this, you know, free public yeah. education, you have to pay fees. Imagine that. <laughs> it's Imagine, not free. Nothing's free. Um, and a friend, I was sharing that statistic and maybe it's a little elevated because we're dealing with inflation this year, but I remember statistics just from a couple of years ago being about $600, right? So it's up a little bit, but not that much, mm-hmm. right? Per child, just to start the year. That doesn't count all the stuff in the middle of the year because people think homeschooling is so expensive. Did you say that's like with the clothes and the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, it's everything, yeah, okay. right? And so um, then I was sharing that statistic in a group and a friend of mine reminded me a couple of years ago, I had taken a survey in the group you know, how much do you guys spend for each child for oh, homeschooling? Yeah. Okay. And she remembered the figure because she, it was, it's $365 a year per child. And she, she said, I remembered it because it was the how, a dollar a day. Right. Sure. Wow. Um, and that's why it stood out in her mind. But think yep. about that. You don't even have to spend that much. Oh, right? Yeah, right. And after the first year or so, then your expenses really go down because the first year or so your startup, right. Anything you start up new, you're going to put more into yep. it than as you go along. But that's like half the amount per child to send them to school. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, what's so cool and, and fun. Talk about all the homeschool mom fun things is I absolutely I'm a giver anyway. I just love giving. I, the thing is, is even when I was little, my mom said I always like took a brown paper bag and filled it up with books and would just give them away. I don't know. It's a true story. I just love it. Well, and even the girls in my group, I'm always trying to give them things and it's come to a point now where they're like, nope, nope. Stop, stop giving us things. Well, um, what's really cool about curriculum we talked about how it might not work for you. Okay. The cool thing about this is oftentimes you can, you can change, exchange things with your friends, right? Hey, you guys, we're not using this anymore. You, it doesn't have to be even now that's cheap. I think, right. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to spend that. Like Tina was saying, I mean, you could get yourself like
0: your girl says, Carol. Carol Joyside. Right. Yep. Get yourself a, she says that you can homeschool effectively with a library card, a Bible, and a math book. And I believe she's right because there's a whole lot of things that we think we have to do exactly that we don't. So it doesn't even require $365 yes. a child. Yeah. But again, that's way cheaper than sending your kids to school.
1: Yeah. You get to pick and choose what you're going to splurge on. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the truth. Sometimes field trips are going to cost money, right? If you want to go somewhere, you want to go to, oh, I don't know, a farm, let's say you might have to pay some money, but the reality is You get to pick and choose. The government's Mm -hmm. not doing it for you. You get to do it. And that's the coolest thing about homeschooling, guys, is that whatever works for your family works for your family. It's not about what other people think. I know that's hard. It's hard. And it it is hard when you're a people pleaser. It's hard. But you just shut it all down. Look at your little, your little one's faces, right? Take your husband, look at his face and say, this is my family. And God has called me to this family. Everything is going to be enough because God said, I'm the very best model of learning for my children. I am and always will be committed to my children because they're mine. I don't need to replicate the system. I don't need to replicate the world I have these people here with me in my world, inside of our house, and together, God will make a way.